everyone and welcome back to Nisi Lexi. In today's episode, I have the amazing Icy Blue, which I'm going to be uh, introducing to you guys here for the first time, um, welcoming her to our live recording interview. However, she is not a stranger in the Nisi Lexi platform. She has been here before. We interviewed her back in 2018 and I'm super excited to be having her back. So for those who don't know who Icy Blue is, she's a model. She's an actress, she's a brand strategist. She is the boss lady, the go-getter and the media influencer. So without further ado, welcome to Nisi Lexi. Nisi, how are you doing? <laughs> well, that cats out the bag. Hello, everybody. Uh, anyway, um, I usually don't use my legal name on pretty much any platform except for like credits and stuff, because I mean, if you're opening an IMDb page, you have to. Yeah. Um, doing okay i mean i've mostly been settling off of like more of the acting modeling stuff because i mean covid 19 happened and you can't really <laughs> you can't really do much during that whole uh situation so yeah. it was mostly live streaming and i've been live streaming since i think 2017 at this point yeah and um i joined an app three years ago and i've been continuously just income that comes in monthly This year I was like, okay, I'll go on TikTok. But it wasn't even for me. Like a friend said, I need more people on TikTok to yeah. follow me and stuff. And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and then and then I heard that they have live streaming and I'm like, well, I've been doing that for how long already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. And I needed to get a thousand followers. So, you know, you do all the strategies of getting more people to follow you, whether it's posting content, which I'm too lazy to do, or yeah. do follow for follow just to get a certain amount of followers. So I hit my thousand and then I went live. And my live streaming is Song Request Live, where I sing whatever people want me to sing. However, not really because I think my music is limited to like 2019 and before, because... <laughs> I'll listen to the radio, I listen to Spotify, and if a magical situation happens where I run out of the 3,000 plus songs that are on my own playlist, they'll say, yeah. here's something you might like, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, I'll add that, sure. Yeah. That's so, amazing. So yeah, the live streaming on TikTok has forced me to actually listen to stuff that I otherwise wouldn't be looking for, so. How is the TikTok so far for you, the platform itself? Um, it has hits and misses. I mean, the representation of people of color on my TikTok is probably a lot more than other people's yeah. because I look for it. Because, I mean, as a self-proclaimed ally, I mean, I'm not going to call myself a proper ally until yeah. someone really like acknowledges that I'm trying to do what is good for them because mm -hmm. you never want to push your help on other people, right? So 
when I was seeing how people of color on TikTok were being kind of snowballed by mm -hmm. white creators, like, because TikTok wasn't pushing them on the algorithm and it felt like their content wasn't being seen as much. So yeah. as soon as I saw one video on that, I was looking up every person possible who was talking about the same issue and was looking into like ways that I could increase their visibility, whether it's duetting them, interacting with their content, following them and all that good stuff. So it, it's a it's a big part of why TikTok is like a hit and miss for me. The fact yeah. that you have to seek out that information like when it came to the whole situation with the residential school systems where they're like, oh, we found all these bodies and everyone's so shocked and posting about it like it's the biggest news in the world. I'm like, I have a degree in social work. I, I knew about this stuff then, by then. And then when yeah. I was in high school, I had to learn about the Indian Act in law class and I was pissed off at it. I'm like, well, why don't they get rid of it? And their response is, well, there's no way to properly replace the legislation that will still protect the interest of indigenous people in Canada. Yeah, it's, it's really so, sad though. And to, for, for them to also like not only discover the bodies, but it's still to go through the trauma because people are still healing and there's a lot of discussion needs to be made. So um, it, it is a sensitive topic to be discussing as well. And I, I don't even know what to say at this point. It's like, we are in a land where you're kind of escaping, especially for people that are coming from other countries to find a home here, but then to find, to go through hearing all this stuff that happened to them is really sad as well. A hundred percent. And that's one of the reasons why to be a good ally, you have to at least be willing to listen. And then if they ask for your help, they ask for you to do something to take a step forward, mm -hmm. that you do that, that due diligence as an ally. So. Sure. that's what i'm trying to do um that's where i don't like tiktok where i do like tiktok is i am seeing people all around the world putting content out that i genuinely enjoy and i'm learning a lot about different places around the world like there's this guy on there who freaks out every time he finds out about something that's in north america that's not there he goes you open <laughs> your windows by opening going up and down why not they, they open outward and i'm just like this is a new thing <laughs> i was so i was so surprised that that was like such a difference continue well yeah so tiktok has a great platform for international people to be able to reach other parts of the world so i'm seeing creators in the uk i'm seeing creators from australia new zealand and it's really fun and interesting to see that stuff. And it's also kind of disconcerting to see the certain levels of racism around the world, whether it's in the US, which I mean, we see that all the time, but now I'm seeing a lot of the time where these trends that are coming in are extremely racist and they're coming from like Russia. And I'm not trying to say all oh, Russian people are like that, but I'm saying I'm seeing a whole new world of content that I otherwise wouldn't even know existed. Yeah, but so as a content creator, obviously a lot of times if being an influencer, there's a lot of huge responsibility of the, thing, the stuff that you post because you have audience, you have people that are looking up to you. 
what would you say would be like an ideal way for people to be very aware of not to mislead people as a content creator? Well, I think one of the biggest aspects of being a creator is transparency. If you are being supported by a brand, tell us. If you're wearing that brand consistently in your videos and you're just saying, oh, I bought it and all that stuff, but and then you're I'm acting like it's the best brand ever you better be able to prove that it is the best brand ever like if you're just being paid to wear the stuff and then you're taking it off at the end of the day and you're covered in rashes I want to know about it I need to, I need to know that transparency if someone is buying a thousand dollars worth of sheen clothes like that huge sheen armageddon that happened on tiktok where people were spending a thousand dollars on sheen i want to know are you actually going to wear those clothes or are you just buying them for a video because if that's the case you are reinstituting the need for fast fashion as an influencer when there are people who actually need fast fashion in low-income families who can't afford to buy brands that have more ethical practices. And we're not trying to belittle or demean the people who can't afford yeah. the best practice uh, clothing. But you as an influencer, you as someone who's spending $1,000 on clothes, you could buy $1,000 of a brand that is sustainable, trying to help with labor practices. Like I, um, I bought Sheen, but I bought like five, five outfits, that's mm -hmm. it. I didn't go crazy over it. And that was my version of a haul. And let me tell you, those clothes are going to go into circulation until they're falling off my body. Because that's how I am. <laughs> I know. And I don't believe that you should be in this culture where you can't recycle clothes or wear clothes more than once. I mean, if you're not going to be like, I'm going to wear clothes like this outfit once a month and then I'm going to wear it again afterwards. If you have enough clothes for that, fine, good. Cycle through all of your clothes until you literally have nothing left. You yeah. have to do all the laundry and you're in that sweat stained shirt that you wear just for sleep. And that is literally the default, especially for me. I try to not be the one, I'm gonna do laundry all the time because I mean, that's gonna waste water, obviously. And second, I have a lot of clothes. I need to make sure that I'm wearing all of those different clothes and justifying my purchases. It's the same thing with like my nail polish. I wear nail polish and I change it every week. By default, I change it every week. With regards to the clothing, I feel like it's very necessary to know that you know you can you can multi wear your clothes a lot, and then sometimes even get pieces that you can uh, swap and mix and match things. So as as a stylist, I tend to do that a lot, just making making sure that like you know it doesn't always have to be a branded clothes. It could be like a one non branded, mix it with another one, and still. It's not about the brand, it's about the style at the end of the day. How are you styling? Of course. Yeah. But then you also see like due to social media where they'll make fun of previous trends and someone who bought that outfit probably at the beginning of the trend and only got to wear it once is then being shamed into keeping something because it's considered to be off fashion. But fashion is always changing and it's always evolving and there's always ways that things will come back. So honestly, the best way to promote fashion is wear it your way. Wear it the way that you feel like you're representing your best interest in yourself. 
don't just copy fashion trends that are around the world because they'll always change and things will always go out of style and I will wear Crocs and defend them till the day I die because they're comfy even though they're the most hideous things on the planet <laughs> it's like do you boo boo <laughs> exactly like don't don't criticize other people's fashion choices because you don't know where they're going. You don't know what's happening in their life. And more importantly, you want to encourage people to reuse the clothes that they have, yeah. even when it's considered to be not in fashion anymore. That's so, so. true. Thanks for that insight. So now I just want to take our topic to talk more about you as a fashionist. <laughs> Of uh, course. How did you get started into the acting game? Like, take us back and. Um. So one of my friends was posting about that they're doing a filming of a indie film and they need background extras. And I said, okay, that sounds interesting. How much are they paying? And this is me starting out, right? So I have no idea what going rates are. I don't know how long I'm gonna be there. And I'm just happy to make a little quick cash and do something fun, right? Yeah. So they're like, it's $50 and you get you get food. Yeah. So to me, food is always a good <laughs> thing for me because like I've been on sets as a background extra who got paid per hour and the food's horrible. So when it's a smaller film and they're saying, we'll pay you $50, but we'll also give you food. And it's like hardcore catered, beautiful food that like will sustain you for the day. Mm. I'm that. <laughs> it's like, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking care of me. I appreciate it. And it was a really fun experience. I did it with one of my friends and we were on set. I got to fake chugging a giant bottle of liquor because obviously I would never do that IRL because... Yeah. <laughs> can, like don't chug vodka you could do a shot but don't chug vodka mm -mm. or whiskey <laughs> i mean you do you boo boo but not not for a film yeah that's true so how many of of your current uh film have you been a part of and where can we see it oh god um i've been a background extra in so many different shows i've been in the expanse i was in handmaid's tales quite a few times handmaid's tale like i don't even know how many times at this point to the point where i just know i never want to be on that but again um <laughs> don't don't kill me uh executive producers just understand everyone's different anyway um I was on Killjoys, I was on Molly's Game, Fragile Minds, oh god, Suits, the list goes on and on and on. Oh, Shadowhunters, I was a Steely, which is like a fairy pixie creature. Yeah. Um, I was on Ginny and Georgia as one of oh, the high wow. school students. Um, yeah, I know, a lot of the Netflix shows I've actually been on and I'm Actually, I watched it, the Ginny and Georgia. It was a really interesting set to be on. And the concept of the show, I didn't have any idea when I went on set. And then I watched the series and I'm like, I love how dark this is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting uh, TV show. It's, 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 uh, it was like one of number one in, in Canada, I believe, in Netflix mm -hmm. when it first came out. It, it, it mm -hmm. was an interesting um, 
shot so congratulations on, on all the stuff that you've been a part of it obviously you've been in a lot right. of big names um productions let's move into the modeling uh you've been, right. um, been featured a lot of fashion shows uh also being in Toronto Sun multiple time God, at this point, I don't even know how many times because I get surprise <laughs> messages from Jack Bolin being like, look who's Sunshine Girl again. And I'm like, <laughs> didn't they reuse those like eight times already? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I know me and you go with the fashion thing. We go way back. And we actually I mean, over we met K-pop. on a music video. Yeah. We met on a music video that never actually ended up using us. And yeah. we bonded over K-pop. Yes. Of all things. K-pop sisters. Sarange. <laughs> Mini hearts. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about how has your experience been in the modeling industry? What what would be like one of your best moments? Um Okay, so the fashion shows surprisingly weren't my favorite. Yeah. It was more like when we went for publications. I got published in Glamoria with the uh gold set. I mean, if you want to display that, you can. It's fine uh in the edits. Yeah. Um I also been in Bellissima Bridal with yeah. a custom bride dress which was absolutely gorgeous. And then I was in Number 8 magazine wearing this white ethereal dress wearing like ピリオドだったんですかいやいやだわんですビューティフルあ、ロブダイヤーいやだわんですビューティフルあ、ロブダイヤーいやだわんですビューティフルあ、ロブダイヤーいやだわんですビューティフルあ、ロブダイヤー
the biggest move I ever made with the fashion. It was moving into styling and designing, and then now just kind of creating my own platform with the media, you know, because I love talking to people and I love all of that stuff. So tell me, with regards to Miko, I know you're very big on Miko. Yeah. Shout out to the boss lady in the making. So how has your experience been on Miko and what 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 exactly do you do there and how can people tap in to watch you? Um well honestly I've been in Miko since they did a rebranding 3 years ago and my amazing manager shout out to the Soleil Talent Agency woohoo <laughs> for uh, bringing me over to an amazing app where i had a lot of friends already from a pre-existing app and i got to meet a bunch of new friends and it was a really fun experience so you can talk to people i mean you'd be excellent on it cuz talking to people is your gift of gab <laughs> <laughs> But um there's a lot of things like there's people who do comedic stuff on there and do PKs where like it's a streamer versus streamer where they do like ridiculous dares and stuff for the one who loses and it's amusing and then like there's the low key ones who are more like artistic who will do drawings on live and yeah. they'll do artistic stuff it's beautiful um there are some that'll do like contests and stuff to get more engagement. I particularly am more like low key. I will game for 8 hours on a Monday cuz I'll get lost in a video game cuz <laughs> What was your favorite? I'm a gamer girl. I've become a gamer girl the more I isolate myself. So <laughs> What what are you playing currently play, playing? Oh well, I just finished a game yesterday. Like I beat the entire game. It was called was it Quest Hunters? Yeah, it was Quest Hunters. And um I now have gone back to New World because I was on a hiatus from New World due to the fact that my Wi-Fi here was not as exceptional as I wanted when it comes to streaming. Yeah. So, I can't really play New World while I'm streaming, but I will play it when I'm not streaming and then um I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite cuz I mean as a kid I used to love Pokemon. Big up too. That was the best um phone ringtone that you had every time it's like Pika Pika too. Yeah, I remember when my cell phone used to have the notification being Pikachu. I can't find the audio and I want to cry cuz I want to put it back. <laughs> It's amazing. It was one of like my highlight of the day. Every time like I'm around you, I'm, I will hear them like free, I'm like I see your phone. <laughs> I know. And it was like the most recognizable one cuz no one else would have that notification. Yeah. But uh I had to grow up, so I had to get a bunch of new phones and sadly the Pikachu notification has been retired, but maybe I'll bring in that back or I'll do <laughs> and and the fact that you able to like capture the sound tone that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I mean I get a lot of like maybe you should go into voice acting but I'm like good I I love the I love the idea but I probably more or less apply it as like the side hustle concept because I'm already licensed as a mortgage agent. I've been working in the legal field since I was like 14. I'm not going to just throw away all those years of work. Yeah. 
for a side hustle, you know? I'm like, if I'm making enough in that side hustle, by all means, but... No, no I was thinking like more of like a um, feature film from like animation with a sound, those kind of... Things. I understand that, yeah. I, I get that a lot. And I mean, the high pitched animated voices that I can do are pretty much like a good reason why people would always think that. Yeah. But like, when I'm working, I'm working. So, yeah. <laughs> so voice acting will have to take a, a side step for right now. Are you still also doing? Um, I know you 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 recently got your mortgage broker certification. So congrats on yeah. that. Well, mortgage uh, agent, but eh, it's kind of similar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, can you tell us about the experience and how is it so far after completion? Well, right now I'm mostly working on the administrative side. I haven't really worked on my own personal deals yet, but I think that learning the administrative part is super important because you could be the gift of gab and talk to people and talk their ear off. But if you don't know how to do everything behind the scenes, you're basically going to screw over the same people that you convinced that is a good idea. That's true. That's very informative. I like that. It's like, learn the back end before you come in the front. <laughs> That's true. I mean, so, yeah. I wanted to ask you another thing. Like, how were you able to, I know COVID has been a really downtime for a lot of us. It's like kind of pausing everything that we do, whether it's just a side hustle, whether it's like uh, doing our work or things like that. How were you able to navigate and have all this success, obviously in the live stream and things like that? So one, I never really gave up a full-time job. As soon as COVID hit, I in fact took a job. I hated the job. I ended up quitting by the time things started uh, opening up again so that I could work for a mortgage firm directly, but that fell through. And then I got my full license. And as a result, I joined a brokerage and now I'm working mostly on the administrative stuff because I do have the boss lady jeans from my mama comes honestly. Uh, <laughs> she's been working in the legal field for 25 plus years at this point. And working with her is honestly one of the biggest treasures I can have in my life because she is such a good boss and I can learn so much from her. That's for sure. You're, you're being your mom, like the delete in the industry and kind of also like, you know, showing you all the stuff that you need to necessarily like know in order to like be successful in the field. So that's really amazing. Shout mm -hmm. out to your mom. <laughs> for that. Shout out to the mom. Yes, uh, <laughs> the main boss lady. <laughs> so she wanted... was the OG. Indeed. I wanted to ask you also about your music industry. Are you recording anything new, anything fresh? What's going on? Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me about using their tracks and stuff. But the thing is, I can sing covers until I'm blue in the face 10 hours straight. But my own stuff is like super personal mm -hmm. and I feel a little bit more protective of it. Think of it as like the only thing that I'll ever refer to as a baby to me. Mm -hmm. So my babies are going to be as sheltered as long as possible until I feel like they're ready for the world, you know? So if that means that I'm releasing stuff that I recorded when I was 20, when I'm 50, I don't care. 
solid because it's <laughs> it's more it's more about the enjoyment of the creation of the song and listening to it and finding out like how I was feeling at that point and like yeah. the way what I'm trying to convey and then putting that in to a mix that I could listen to on my own. So I'm selfishly listening to my own music, not trying to toot my own horn, but I like knowing the emotion that I'm able to convey in my content. That's amazing. Uh, I wanted to also ask you uh, what a piece of, uh, some pieces of advice that would you give for anybody that either A, wanted to be a mortgage worker or B, wanted to be an influencer in the live streaming industry? Okay, so life of streaming, do not treat it like it is a race. It is a marathon. Everyone is running together, but you do it at your own pace. You get to the point where you feel comfortable. Don't ever like tell yourself, oh, I'm not getting a million views like so-and-so. The comparison, of course, can motivate you, but it could also deter you from feeling like you can make an impact at all. And I mean, 15,000 is nothing to sneeze at if you're thinking about how, if you could put 15,000 people in a room. So I feel utterly thankful that I even have that many because there are people who are excited just to have a hundred and the gratitude that people have should never diminish based on how many followers they have. It should be based on how many people will engage with the content and say, thank you for making my day. Exactly. And that has to be your mindset. It's not, will I make money off of this? Or will I be famous off of this? It's how many people am I engaging with and making them have a positive experience? Because you can't be selfish about it. You can't go and be, try to become popular for the fame and then be downtrodden when people don't necessarily like that. They want some sort of genuine connection with you. And I think as a streamer, you really have to pay attention to that connection. Even in this case of parasocial relationships that happen through social media, you still have to treat them like they're your friends, yeah. not your fans. And I never try to tell them, thank you for being a fan. I said, thank you for being my friends or I specialize the ones who follow me back as besties because I follow them back. I engage with their content occasionally. Like I try to practice what I preach, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid advice for sure. And I like that, you know, you make them feel like they're part of the, the growth with you as well, not like a stranger or there's any hierarchy thing going on for sure. In terms of the mortgage agency, it's you have to really understand there will be some math involved not like super extensive math but if you're not one of those people who likes to deal with numbers you like to deal with people but you don't particularly want to have to do all the calculations all of the paperwork it's not for you you need to be able to know that there's a lot of meat that goes into being a mortgage agent behind the scenes outside of just interacting with clients. You have to be able to do the paperwork. You have to be able to know how to do the proper assessments, order the proper insurance. Like there's a lot of stuff that takes place behind the scenes to make sure that your client is taken care of. And if you're only going to half-ass it, don't go into the field. Solid answer. I love that. It's like, it's either you're 100% or don't even do bother. <laughs> for sure. So thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we actually learned so much from you and also like, you know, 
learning just from the advice that you share is obviously showing that you're very wise and sharing your experience with the people that here another thing i wanted to be able to um ask you before you leave us is where can we find you and where can we follow your content and support you okay well i'm gonna have to look up my own information on the file what is There's the name me. yeah i'm icy salil but you can't find me via my um my screen name you have to find me via my uh id number which is 63061697 i know that's a mouthful don't I, worry i will I'll make, make sure, sure to put it in the description her to post it in the socials <laughs> right um i have my icy blue page on facebook if you want to follow that you could just search icy blue model and you'll find me there yeah um i have fan group on there but i don't really want to call it a fan group it's Friends. it's the ice cubes group <laughs> my my ice cube besties i love them they're wonderful um and then um tiktok i'm icy blue 1992 cuz i mean i want everyone to know i am old geriatric millennials and I'm like let me get my cane. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um I mean so, the so there's that and then camera. my Instagram is <laughs> miss_blue_model on Instagram. You can follow me there. Most of the time I'll be posting about like events that are going to be going on on Miko, like the thank yous and like the standard weekly photos that I take of after I'm done my live streaming a photo of what was the outfit of the day you know <laughs> and when do you usually go live so on Miko the the stream is pretty consistent um so at 6:00 on Mondays from 6 to 7 and on cuz usually you're only supposed to stream for maybe an hour for the minimum but yeah. it's gaming you'll lose your mind if you only game for an hour and you're like I was in the middle of a chat <laughs> so uh I'm from 6 p.m. to like whenever I end up stopping gaming because my fingers are numb <laughs> so that would be uh Mondays Tuesdays I have usually live houses which they put me in a big room to perform for a bunch of people yeah. in that case it's uh 6:30 p.m. eastern standard time but I usually go live just a little bit earlier to get my makeup and my equipment all ready mm-hmm. if I don't already have it ready I try to I try to prep in advance but mm-hmm. I still end up being the one to throw on mascara 5 seconds before I go live <laughs> nice cuz and I just want to give a uh, shout out to your hairstylist because you <laughs> lately been looking lit <laughs> I love the position um it's it's not a hairstylist it's a hair product i've been using was it ion hair color from yeah. sally's store this yeah. one was the color of jade but it has faded exponentially at this point now it's more of like a turquoisey light blue it originally started as like a darkish bluish greenish tint but not like proper emerald which is the next color of choice <laughs> <laughs> love um, it. 
But yeah, all it takes is you putting it on your head if you have enough bleach already there and you've already bleached out the colors. Or if you have like, let's say a color that's on the color wheel right beside it, you could just throw the color on top and it's fine. You don't need to dye it or root. You don't need to bleach it. You do need to dye it. And then you just touch up your roots and then that's the basics. I have usually have a friend help me out. So there's no given hairstylist. I mean, my uh, one of my best friends did my hair when I did it uh, pink on the top and purple on the bottom. And then another yeah. friend helped me out when I did the color here. And it's it's more like I just switch out people <laughs> to help me out, whoever's available at the time. So. I'm actually going to be going to an official salon on the 28th to go for the emerald green, but and so, before that, I've been mostly just going like store bought from Sally's, but you have to be really particular on it. But the brand love, is vegan and it's safe on your hair. I love the fact that you know what? Every now and then, I'm just like, okay, what is blue up to now? It's like new hair color. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, well, when I was modeling and doing a lot of the acting stuff, they didn't really give you that leeway. They wanted blondes, they wanted brunettes, they wanted redheads. So when I laid off of that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have fun with color. And then I got it hired for photo shoots because I like the hair color. So I was like, well, okay then, I guess I, guess I don't really have to be that uh, stringent with my hair color, nice. you know? that's for sure so thank you so much i'll make sure that all your social media content your miko life stream uh code will all gonna be posted in the description below and make sure you guys follow her on social media follow her journey and become one of her besties on tiktok as well as miko and yeah so blue thank you so much for being here likewise it's always <laughs> a pleasure having you and hey when you come to toronto let's meet up uh doy <laughs> all right have a good day <laughs> Take care. you Thanks. too bye love